Hey Alphas, welcome to this podcast. Recently, particularly in the last year or so, maybe last couple of years, people have been constantly saying that alpha males don't exist. They are starting to debunk the idea that an alpha male exists and perhaps some of you listening to this might have been triggered by that media as it comes and one of the very famous videos that do this is a YouTube video by Adam Ruins Everything. I'm going to play it right now and then I'm going to talk about it so you get a better context but the main take from all this information for me isn't something that should worry or threaten your identity at all. You know, the more you react to stuff like this, the less you ground yourself in resilience, in emotional resilience, and the less you can lead and care for and help others. Now, um, the way uh, Adam Ruins Everything has created this, this video is from quite a limited perspective in how that he, he views that people believe an alpha male is or all these different things you know alpha is is about being in the context of where you are and he actually talks about that too so it's actually a good perspective shift to watch the video and read the media but obviously take it with a pinch of salt because if you are really comfortable and secure in yourself stuff like this shouldn't stir you up inside it's important to base your identity in the seat of your consciousness in what's looking out of those eyes in that unification with everything and from there you are completely unshaken by these different stuff so now we're going to watch the video i'm just going to play it here on my laptop hope the mic picks it up okay all right here we go Adam, which is weird because you're not really my type. I usually go for alpha males. That's not weird at all because in humans, the very idea of the alpha male makes absolutely no sense. What do you think an alpha male is? A confident, assertive leader who knows what he wants and always gets his way. You know, somebody who says things like, get swole and muscle milk and hi, I'm Vin Diesel. Oh, so like this guy. What up, freaks? Name's Alpha Adam. I'm confident, straight up banging, and if you think women don't love me, I'm gonna debunk the F out of that myth. Attraction to alphas is genetic, comes from nature. I'm like the alpha wolf, the leader of the pack. Hell yeah, I'm bleeding. Well, all of that is wrong, because alpha wolves don't exist. In fact, the term alpha wolf was disavowed by the very scientist who popularized it. The story starts in 1977. While doing research in a national park, a wildlife biologist named L. David Meech seemed to observe that one wolf emerged as the dominant male. <laughs> one wolf is the dominant leader, the big wolf daddy. That's the alpha wolf. He wrote a book on the idea, and it became a media sensation. Alpha wolves are real, and I love them, and I bet humans are like this too. Ow, ow, ow! But 20 years later, Meech tried to replicate his research in the wild. And when he did, he realized he had made a terrible mistake. Those aren't dominant wolves. Those are mommies and daddies. Wolves don't have an alpha hierarchy at all. They're just parents. 
I must alert the masses. Meech renounced the term Alpha Wolf and spent years trying to get his own book taken off the shelves. Stop reading this. I beg you lies. Alpha Wolves aren't real. It was too late. The term had taken on a life of its own, and we haven't stopped using it since. So Alpha Wolves are just parents. Huh. I guess my therapist was right. I really do have daddy issues. Nah, nah, nah. Maybe there's no alpha wolves, but I know crap too. Alpha males are found in chimps, our closest genetic relatives. Weird. You are more aggressive than me, but also wronger. First of all, chimps aren't our closest genetic relatives. Bonobos are, and bonobos live in a matriarchal society. Excuse me. You're in my way. Those bonobo broads don't mean nothing. In chimps, the alpha male is the most dominant, most aggressive bro. And that means he has first access to food, resources, and of course, mates. Hell yeah, baby. All right. Not exactly. Contrary to popular belief, in chimps, the most aggressive male doesn't always become the leader. Smaller, more mild-mannered males can actually become dominant by doing favors and obsessively grooming other chimps. Excuse me, you seem to have something in your hair. Thanks. Oh. Hey, let me ask you, what do you think I should do with my life? Wait, whoa! What am I doing? Get off of me! I am the strongest, most aggressive male, so I am the alpha! Now and forever! No, you're not. Unlike chimps, human social hierarchies are constantly in flux. So, you might be the dominant male here, but if you were playing Dungeons and Dragons, it's your turn. Hello? What do you want to do? Uh, I attack with my sword. Your sword? You are a magic user. Do you see a sword on your character sheet? No. Well, then you can't attack with a sword, can you, freak? <laughs> Unlike animals, no one is the same type of person in all situations. Human society is much more complicated than that. So to say that this guy is an alpha male or that guy's a beta male makes straight up zero sense. Whatever, nerd. The most aggressive male gets the most aggressive tail. It's true forever because it rhymes. Actually, research shows that agreeableness, kindness, and generosity are among the strongest indicators of a long, happy relationship. Oh, eat my feet. Those are beta traits. Oh, well, then I guess betas are the alphas of love. Enough lies. I am the alpha. I am your god. Leave Beta Adam alone. You saved me. Also, just Adam is fine. So, I found that video pretty funny, but first of all, it's not something to freak out about. It's not something which you should even worry about being triggered by because essentially the message that's coming out of that video is there is no one alpha for all situations and everything is contextual, everything is situational. It's about the social dynamics, but it's about, for example, um, the alpha version of Adam when he said, you may be dominant here, but now you're in this dungeon and dragons place where they were playing dungeons and dragons and he's like, oh, a sword, and then he gets laughed at. It's all about the context. It's about the context you're in, the situational context, and it's about the mindset. And it's about how you bring that dominance. And it's not about aggression or being an asshole. People don't want to hang out with assholes. 
Um, that's not what being alpha is about. Being alpha is about caring and looking after people. The way the video is pitched is to tear down the ideas or assumptions around what people think alpha males are. It's, it's not tearing down your ability to be a leader in your life, to care for people, to have integrity, to hold yourself up high and to really contribute to the world. And this is what a real alpha male is. Obviously, you know, it's it's flexible to the context, to your circumstances. And looking again at the wolf example, it, it doesn't matter considering that relevance because even in that situation, the parents would be leading the children and they would be making decisions. They would be in a position of leadership. My main opinion is like he's just a sweet guy who's um, who loves breaking down assumptions and loves doing that in a really fun way. Perhaps he saw that as a good target and he felt like he could contribute to men because, you know, we're as, as, a, as a gender format we're we're quite messed up you know we have a lot of self-hatred we don't have that much peer support and we get really confused and wrapped up in 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 a, in a matrix of lies which completely confuse us now adam ruins everything's a very effeminate dude so that's his perspective he wants to prove that his way of being is is still strong and perhaps is attractive to women and i'm sure he's got a lovely partner but the point is not to get triggered by this funny video and allow your self-image to flood away, be torn away, and then be stronger by it. Be more resilient by it. Don't get completely torn to pieces and then throw hundreds of comments trying to prove that you are alpha, trying to prove that they do exist. I really do exist. I am in charge of my own life. That is fucking bullshit, man. You don't even need to go down that route. You know, just step into who you are, see all this phenomenon, let it wash over you and start acting in the world in a really powerful way and start being that powerful example which cares for people, which helps, which has integrity, which is is open about their desires, which which has that beautiful masculine dominance, which you don't try and hide and you don't try and dampen down and you're and you allow yourself to take up leader positions, you take more risks in circumstances, you are acting more confident, you can allow yourself to move forward without being hampered by the shyness of your mind. Media and videos like this, for example, I was looking online because it really fascinated me when I saw this video. Uh, for example, you look at newspapers, I'm recording this from Bristol, so The Guardian is one of the English newspapers. And I mean, most articles are written by feminists and, you know, left wing people trying to debunk and tear down um, a lot of ideas which they find offensive to their lifestyle. And so, again, it's kind of perpetuating this idea that being an alpha male looks like this and it's toxic and it's aggressive and that's why it's not real. That's why it doesn't exist. But I assure you, when you step into the powerful, dominant, loving version of yourself, all these people will respond to you in a very beautiful way where you will feel very alpha and they will see you as alpha. I mean, it's it's about the context. It's about the social dynamics. It's about the actual relational dynamics between people. And that's why I really love 
Jordan Peterson's take on things because he talks about the dominance hierarchy, which it's impossible for that not to exist because everyone has different skills and they have different skills at, at different skill levels. So, for example, an apprentice plumber can't do the same thing as a fully qualified plumber who's been working for 20 years, although the fully qualified plumber who's been working for 20 years has dominant leadership over that apprentice. That's a dominant hierarchy. You can't escape that. And it's good It's good that it's there because it creates incredible things and creates a lot of innovation. So bringing that dominance hierarchy, bringing that alphahood into everyday life, into your social life, into your dating life, and looking at it from a benevolent perspective, so it's about making the world better rather than trying to be feeding your own selfish desires and being overly aggressive for no reason. That isn't that isn't what it's about at all. And you will find that people want to hang out with people who lift them up, you know, who make them feel good about themselves. If you're constantly dominating and domineering, um, I mean being dominant is is a great beautiful trait that can be used for a very beneficial circumstance it can also bring a lot of beautiful pleasure to people in different circumstances particularly sexually in the women that i'm interested in they prefer that i'm dominant and i prefer to be dominant it's very sexually pleasing to me that may be different for other people but if you're listening to this podcast i'm assuming you like that same thing so that can also be a beautiful expression that has its place. It's the domineering in obsessiveness which is geared towards an ideology of how to be or how one should be, which is eroding your natural expression. Whereas letting go of that and seeing media like this, not, not, not trying to hide away from it, like, no, 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 I, I, I am other, but actually looking at it, and practically seeing, okay, these people may be speaking because like this because they're going through some trauma. Also, that's not the way I see things, but that's okay. They don't have to believe what I believe. And not getting triggered by it at all, having that resilience, and also looking at things in a pragmatic way. You know, these caricatures of masculinity, they're not really appropriate when the rubber hits the road and someone's hurt on the floor and you've you've got to you've got to help them you know going oh yes yeah, so, you know all that all that fake idea of what people think that other people think masculinity is that that being alpha is it's it's so confusing being a guy because you've got all these conflicting opinions and then you've got people trying to guilt trip you for buying into an idea which you haven't even really bought into and then you've got the media saying yes you are believing this idea and you should feel guilty for it because these people are more important i mean it's just it's crazy so the main takeaway i want you to get from this podcast is to look at things in a more pragmatic way where you're less emotionally invested in your identity being challenged by them and that is an incredible way to be alpha in the world so you can comfortably sit there someone can give a completely absurd strange take on something which which you quite enjoy and it doesn't cause you to be triggered because i mean what the hell is identity anyway when you come down right to the core all this is is electrons buzzing around mostly space you know we're mostly a holographic creature that's reflecting around with this 
with this unity of consciousness recognizing itself in everything i mean even plants they have they have a reaction time it's in, it's in, you know what what is really going on here is we are rapidly creating identities and avatars and creatures and aligning ourselves to things but what is the real point of all of that the real point the real point in doing any of that is to make your life and the people around you lives better so getting stuck to an identity which maybe will change in the future maybe gets ripped down or maybe someone challenges to the point that when you get challenged you're emotionally triggered to the point of appearing very insecure then you need to look into yourself and you need to say hang on a minute why am i so triggered about this am i really stable in myself you know when i had to face my mum getting cancer all of that had to go out the window there was no time for me to try and say oh yeah look at me i'm this because of this there was no time for that all that was left was my ability to help someone and the fact that i had to get on and do that i couldn't even jump into how traumatizing it was in my mind there just wasn't any time for it and so this mental resilience that comes forth builds a pa- uh, builds a platform for you to really stand strong stand tall in your alphahood and that means you're helping yourself and you're helping the world and it's not about these caricatures which most feminists whether they're dudes or whether they're women will try and drill into your head that you should feel guilty about and that you should try and avoid don't even worry about that it doesn't even matter maybe they've had some trauma in their lives which are driving them to act like that or maybe they've just been indoctrinated it in it from an early age within their school systems within their family within their political systems within the college systems maybe they had a beloved professor who just drilled it into their head every single day and then they started to see life from that direction but you see too that is an identity which they're sticking to So if you challenge that of course it's going to trigger them as well but do you want to be the one who's triggered by the changing words and opinions of people I know I sure as fuck do not I would rather spend my energy looking into it pragmatically and trying to find a dialogue which brings benefit to people that's why I made this podcast that's why instead of me going on this podcast and ranting about how Adam ruins everything is some beta bitch which I'm not going to do he's a human being on this planet who has a place just as I do but yeah <laughs> um I don't completely agree and my sense is that maybe that's his way of um uh explaining things to make himself feel better or whatever it is I mean I don't even know the guy that's just a brief overview of how I see that video but the important thing is the statements i can listen to them i can take them in i can digest them and i can grow as a human being and in that way i am thankful for adam ruins everything i'm thankful for this experience and i don't need to throw mud at his youtube videos cuz come on they are pretty fucking funny and you've got to be pretty courageous to just full on make a youtube video challenging something which is a social norm and for that i respect the guy So I have respect for him and I'm sure he's a great guy if I ever met him or whatever. But the point is to not let stuff like this affect you and that is the trait of resilience. 
Now that's a real alpha trait. It's not about being overly aggressive. It's about having resilience. And from that place of resilience, then you can lead people. You can be in circumstances where you are able to adapt because you're unfazed by by the pain, the trauma of the social situation or the, it doesn't even have to be a social situation, a contextual situation. Like if someone's throwing up in front of you and they're throwing up blood, what do you do? Are you triggered? Do you freak out? Do you go nuts? Do you throw up as well? Or do you breathe? You slow down, you take care of that person, you call an ambulance and you help support them, you know, that is that is what we need as a human race that is the truth of being alpha and that's why we want strong men back we want to get men strong again we want to get these human beings who are so fucking confused because i was fucking confused i was crazy I, I was i was in between hating myself and and trying to get laid and trying not to even think at all with the amount of drugs and and also taking my anger out on other people and um trying to get myself beaten up it was like it was nuts man it was fucking crazy trying to prove that i'm a man and also running away from that and then trying to rebel against everything and i was just completely messed up and when i look back I realize that a lot of us just are completely confused. We we need to start mentoring ourselves. We need the tools to be able to do that. And resilience is one of the core tools of that. Resilience, being able to be resilient against circumstance. Because life, people... People may be naive, but, you know, life can, can destroy you in an instant. You know, whatever community, even if you're ridiculously rich, you could get knocked over by a car or perhaps there's a landslide or something like that. And if you're impoverished, then the likelihood of, of death is, is very present. You know, there are some communities in the world where people have absolutely nothing. And and even, for example, I mean, I, I live ridiculously comfortably now um, and it's taken me an incredible journey to get to that point where I... I do feel that my life is is really comfortable, but I even recognize that now. Maybe I could choke on something. I mean, the other day I was with a friend eating the most beautiful ribeye steak that was hardly cooked at all. It was absolutely gorgeous, but I put too much of it in my mouth. And as I swallowed, it all compacted into my throat and it was right there and I couldn't breathe. And you know what the funniest thing was? It wasn't like, oh shit, you're going to die. The first thing I thought about was like, oh fuck, I'm going to embarrass myself in front of all these people. All these people are going to be totally embarrassed by me <laughs> as, as I squirm around and choke half to death and then someone will take it out. And then the sense of like, well actually, I'm, I'm dying came into my mind and I could feel it and it's a, it's a sensation I've had many times before and it's like whoa fuck okay this is the edge of death and I looked at my friend I put it in my throat I made a few muffled like oh, oh, oh. he looked at me in horror and uh, then kind of looked at me even more in horror and I realized that uh, the only way I could deal with this is by sorting out myself so that resilience kicked in that resilience was like okay all right fuck it and I reached down my throat with my hand and I pulled it all out and I coughed at the same time and it all came out on the plate I looked my friend in the eye I said I'm sorry that must have been disgusting but I'm going to eat it anyway and then I cut it up and ate it and that happened about two weeks ago 
So, <laughs> you know, death can come at any time and that's something we have to recognize. So we need to build that resilience. We need to build that strength. Now, if you are suffering from PTSD or some incredible trauma, which is really fucking you up, then, you know, real medical help is really important there. Perhaps resili getting resilience, um, you might be past that point. It might be I mean, it'd be really good idea to actually get some proper professional help with that. And this podcast doesn't offer medical advice. I'm not going to be offering medical advice about that. But man, I wish you so much fucking luck if, if that's you. Maybe you're in the armed forces and you have PTSD because that is fucking horrible. And you're a fucking hero for just going through it and fucking surviving, man. So, yeah. Um, so, again... If you see someone challenging, oh yeah, you think your alpha, alpha doesn't even exist, it's just bullshit, don't let it fuck, fuck with you, man, don't let it bother you, there's no, there's no reason why someone else's opinion, which will change like the wind, I mean, if that person was hurt and you came and saved them, you would be the alpha in that context, they would be incredibly grateful to you, and what's more important, the fact that someone's um, challenging your fragile identity because identities are incredibly fragile I mean who how can we prove an identity in any one of these moments in any one of these situations when in fact the identity is completely flexible it never really sticks anyway when we let go of that that's when our true identity in inverted commas kicks in that's when our leadership kicks in that's when our power kicks in and that is that is fucking power, man. That is that is the resilience. That is the most important thing. So that is why you shouldn't let any of this stuff bother you at all. And step into who you really are, which is this incredible, beautiful, masculine, dominant, resilient creature of integrity, of this, of this um, protection for your fellow beings of this care for your fellow beings of this unity this oneness and this unashamed ability to be in a situation regardless of how people are because you know your true identity and it isn't based on words it isn't based on signs it's based on what's looking out of your eyes and that is where the real strength is because at the end of the day when the rubber hits the road and you're laying there dying that's the only part of you which you can return to. Everything else is going to be taken away. So get fucking strong in that. Use that as your alpha identity, not these ideas, these caricatures, these generalizations, these things which people say you are, which say they say you believe you are when you don't even know what you believe. All these different things, they're just made. They're just instigated to cause you pain so that you come back biting because they feed off that. And I'm not saying uh, Adam ruins everything feeds off that. That's completely different. That's not what I'm saying. But what I am saying is there are people out there which will troll and try and trigger that in you. But who the fuck cares about these people? You know, they're only doing that because they hate themselves. It's actually quite sad. You should pity them. <laughs> anyway. Yo, in regards to my game, uh, on the dating site, I will need to join that one that you were on. But I've, some of them haven't really filled out much on their profile. And even though they have, they filled out like their interests and stuff. So like the music they like, films they're into. I feel like there's still nothing to say. I don't know what to say to them at all. 
I really just don't. Like, you know, what what could I say? So they listen to Muse. What's your favourite Muse song? That never gets a reply. So I feel like some of them, I just, I don't know what to do. I can't, I can't neg them. It's the same with that hot girl in the shop. I feel like she wasn't really open enough for me to, do you know what I mean? To, to, to insult her, to make her laugh at herself. Some girls, it seems they're wide open and they just want me to do that. And it's so, they make it really easy for me to like take the piss out of them. Whereas some of them, it, fe- it feels like they don't. It feels like they're really closed up and I can't, it might just be some response inside of me, but it feels like, feels like they're completely closed and I don't know what to say to them. And it's annoying that at 29, I'm still, I'm still dealing with this because I thought I cracked the code when I was like 20. Both really, really good questions. And it comes down to the simple thing of picking who you want to spend your time with. Obviously, if these chicks are quite cold and closed, then why do you want to go talk to them in the first place? The first aspect is awareness, being aware of chicks that are open who who maybe need somebody connect to connect to. So perhaps when you're in a club or when you're going out somewhere or in a day, if there's a chick that looks like she looks a little vulnerable and that, that she would be open to being with someone, perhaps she looks lonely or something like that, that's the right chick to approach because you can bring a lot of value to that person. But if a chick's really closed and looks really cold and weird, why do you want to even um, uh, qualify her to be able to receive the value that, that you that you can give? You know, it's, it's just pointless. Um, so again, it's about picking your... It's just like marketing. You want to pick your target market. You want to pick the people who you want to um who you want to target so that comes down to awareness so being aware firstly of yourself of your own perception and then of the people around you looking at people looking how they are and then not just approaching them because they're hot but looking engaging where they are inside their own heart so measuring their temperature um, and it's the same for the dating profile. And to be honest, um, before you even go on a dating site, you need to have a profile that's mind-blowing in the first place, which means you have to have mind-blowing photos and you have to have mind-blowing text, which will hit her in an emotional level. Um, and then she'll be driven to contact you. All right, talk soon. <laughs> Oh,